The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, April 28th edition. Ten games slate on tap for you for a Wednesday. Hope everybody had a good Tuesday. Wacky slate. Very wacky slate. A lot of things went as expected. Some things not so much. But uh, that's the fun of MLB baseball. I hope some people switched a little more to Ian Anderson. We talked about it in the Slack chat once that Cubs lineup came out. It was not pretty. So that would help. And uh, Tony LaRusa. Screw Tony LaRusa. Really, Gio was doing fine. He was tired as 100-something pitches. And he still throws them out there just to get shelled in the seventh. So that was fun. The Roos is just the worst. It's just one thing after another with him. But, hey, that's what we're doing here, playing some baseball, playing some DFS baseball. We move on to Wednesday night. Again, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter at BDNTrick, I'll be around there. If you have questions, otherwise, in the Fantasy DJ Slack chat, it is free. So come check us out there. Also, if you can give a rate and review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Hits, I'd really appreciate it. If you're a season-long fantasy baseball player, Bench with Bubba's out there for you. New Bubba and the Bat Flip dropped on Monday. Go check that out. And if you like PGA DFS Golf, the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast with myself and uh, DFS Golf Gods previewing the 2021 Valspar Championship is out there to get your D- DraftKings lineups ready for that action. Lastly, if you'd like to watch the podcast, go to the Rotoballer YouTube channel, subscribe, like, share, all the goodies there. All right, let's look at the totals on this slide. There's a few day games. Not worried about those. Uh, 7, 10 Eastern and on 10-game slate. A's Rays, 7.5. Cubs, Braves, 9. Phillies, Cardinals, 8.5. Angels, Rangers, 9. Tigers, White Sox, 8. Mariners, Astros, 8.5. Padres, D-backs, 9. Rockies, Giants, 7. And then waiting on a couple more totals. As you can tell, because that was not 10 games, everybody. But uh, we'll do with what we can, as things are always fluid and changing. We'll start with the pitchers. As usual on this slate, there's only one option above 10K. There's three options above 9K. The top option is Tyler Glasnow, 10300 bucks at home against the Oakland A's. An Oakland A's offense that has quieted down a little bit of late. And you get Glasnow, who springs a really good floor into play. The ceiling's there. We saw him get 47.5 points against a Texas team. We know strikes out a ton. But still, he's basically 19.3 or better in every start. Um, he has seven or more K, or he has six or more Ks in every start, seven or more in four straight, 10 or more in two of three. He's been outstanding. Um, only his last start gave, gave up five runs in six innings. Prior to that, one run, zero runs, one run, zero runs. That's been great. The walks have been kept in check. He's thrown around 100 pitches. 
Uh, things are great for Kyler Glass now, 10-3. Don't mind him at all. When you look at uh, the, his opponent, the Oakland Athletics, striking about 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching, 209 average, 101 WRC+. plus. So there is some pop in that lineup, but not a lot. It's pretty average at best, and it is kind of cold right now. Let's keep that in mind. I couldn't even really you know, take apart Michael Walker that much. You expected more in that game. Now you get Glass now, and if he's got his control on, he can slice and dice that 25% K rate to oblivion. So Glass now in cash I like quite a bit just because the floor he brings to the action. There's a lot of like interesting mid-price pitching on tonight's slate, but Glass knows that high price, just floor. We absolutely love. So Glass now at 10-3, definitely in play. The other guy up top here that I'm looking at is Carlos Rodon at 9800 bucks at home against the Detroit Tigers. A Detroit Tiger team he has not played yet this year, but Rodon has been outstanding. He's gone five or more innings in every start. Back-to-back starts of 110 or more inning, uh, pitches, which kind of concerns me a little bit, but we're going to let that go. He's got seven or more Ks in every start this year. He's only given up one run this season. Obviously, the no-no uh, two starts back. He has over 24.5 points in all three starts. He's looked outstanding. Absolutely amazing right now. And he gets a Detroit Tigers team that you can just pick apart with left-handed pitching. Just pick them apart. We saw, I think, Mike Miner deal against him the other day, and we've seen some other guys. Detroit is striking out over 34% of the time first left-handed pitching. That is dreadful. A 182 average, .076 ISO, and a 42 WRC plus versus left-handed pitching. The Detroit Tigers are horrific versus left-handed pitching. So Carlos Rodon, the, the biggest concern I have is just the, the workload. 110 pitches, 114 pitches. Like That's a lot of work there. But, man, the strikeouts will be there a plenty. I'd hope for at least five, if not six or seven innings for Rodon. $9,800, bucks. He's the top play on the slate when you're paying up for pitching. And if you can play, pair Glass now and Rodon in cash, we are rocking and we are rolling. Now I'm going to drop down a little bit here to Alex Wood, 8300 bucks against the Colorado Rockies, a Rockies team on the road who we just love targeting, period. Uh, Wood's been looking good so far. Two starts first versus the Marlins. We'll keep that with a grain of salt. The last time out, seven innings, one hit, one solo homer, basically seven Ks for 30.6 points. He basically has 21 or more points in both starts this season and now he gets this uh this Colorado team on the road that strikes out 23% of the time versus left-handed pitching decent 175 iso let's just see how they do let's say on the road first left-handed pitching i bet that changes a little bit for Colorado yeah they strike out 27% of the time on the road 241 average 80 wrc plus obviously not quite the same thumpers you've gone to love with the Colorado Rockies on the road alex wood can you keep it up when he's healthy, he's always been good. Right now, he's healthy. That's the beauty of DFS. I would never have drafted him in a season-long league. I just don't trust it. Um, but in, in DFS, rock and roll. 8300 bucks for Alex Wood. No problem with that at all. I will mention Huesker Yanoa at 7800 bucks. Interesting GPP play. Not one of my favorite plays. But again, if the Cubs throw out a, a less than average lineup like they did on Tuesday, I, I, ex- I expect you know Bryant and Baez to be back in the lineup and everything. But if for some reason... Some of these guys are sitting again. The Cubs are in play because they're striking out over 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching, and that is not with Tuesday night stats because Fangraphs does not have Tuesday night stats on there. That won't drop till sometime Wednesday morning. I record the night before, so you don't even have those stats. So you got to imagine they're striking out 28%, maybe 29% of the time versus righties because Ian Anderson sliced and diced them. So you know what? He's risky. He's he's very. He's been. We've seen him be very very good. We've seen him struggle, but I think there is some uh, some leverage there. For your Noah against the Cubs, a Cubs team that uh, got to him in Chicago, but he bounced back nicely against Arizona's last time out. He has five or more Ks and four straight starts. 
So I think you can go to him at 78 in a tournament, especially if that lineup's subpar. Uh, Herman Marquez at 75 at the Giants. I The Giants are hitting. Um, as of now, Belt went deep on uh, on Tuesday night. They're looking decent. We like them versus lefties more so than righties. If you want to go there, you can. But, you know, Marquez has been outstanding. He faced the Giants on the road um, already this year, five and two-thirds, six hits, three earned. He's given up two or, two to three runs in four straight starts, three, three runs or less in every start, five Ks or more in four straight. So he's getting the strikeouts. He's pitched good home and road so far this year. Back-to-back starts at 20-plus points um, at home. I think you can take advantage of Marquez at 7500 bucks. He's an elite pitcher. We used him at 6100 at home in his last start. He's up to 75 obviously, because he's on the road. In a pretty good matchup against the Giants, again, a team you focus against left-handed pitching, not so much against right-handed pitching. But they're striking out over 28% of the time, almost 29% of the time for right-handed pitching. So you can definitely take advantage of the Giants in that ballpark with Marquez at 75 I think that's a great price tag for Herman Marquez. Who you, ne- you never would be shocked if he goes and deals in that one. Ryan Weathers at 73, I think would be very popular. He pitched phenomenal against the Dodgers his last time out, but now he gets the Arizona Diamondbacks on the road. Let's see how it goes. Like, I don't mind using him at $7,300 in a tournament if you if you choose. Just know, you know, it's a young kid. Volatility will strike. Arizona's only striking out 19% of the time versus left-handed pitching, hitting 274 with a 286 ISO and a 154 WRC plus versus lefties. Arizona is thumping left-handed pitching. So keep that in mind. Like, Ryan Weathers going to be a popular pick. I don't disagree with it as a popular pick. He's, he's shown he can be good, but I don't think I'm going to be as heavy as a lot of people will be. I, I like these Arizona bats. I think they're going to be a nice contrarian play because Weathers will be popular. I think there's other options on the slate that you don't have to go to Ryan Weathers on this one. A couple other ones here. Cole Irvin has been throwing really good, especially his last couple starts. He's 7200 bucks against the uh, Tampa Bay Rays at Baltimore against Detroit. Really great starts. Five Over five innings in each start. One run, no runs. 6Ks in both starts, over 20 DK points. The Rays are an interesting ball club. Their offense just seems like it's just fallen to pieces right now. They're striking out almost 30% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Uh, They're hitting 229, 103 WRC+, plus, so an average average overall against left-handed pitching, but a ton of strikeouts. So if you want to go to Cole Irvin in a GPP at 72, no problem with that at all. And the last one I'll mention, if you need to go really cheap, but I don't think you need to do and is Johan Aviedo of the St. Louis Cardinals. Young arm, dominant arm, only threw 65 pitches in his debut, four and two-thirds, two hits, no runs, two walks, four Ks against the Milwaukee Brewers. He strikes out a lot. I'm not running this target Philadelphia, but if you have to punt, you can go to Aviedo. I'd rather stick with Irvin Marquez as my my low options. I think there's a lot to like with those two. Um, you know what? If you really need to get frisky in a GPP, Alex Wood's got major upside. And then you got Rodon and Glass now. Rodon's my top play. Glass now is great. But then I have no problem with Wood, Marquez, Irvin. That's kind of my player pool for now, pitching wise. Keep an eye on you know when that Cubs offense is it's it's real shaky right now with maybe some banged up guys getting some days off. And then uh, Oviedo, if you really need to punt, I'm gonna avoid Weathers. I think he's gonna be super popular. I'm hoping so because I will have an Arizona stack to combat that. And we're gonna go that direction on this slate. All right, the bats on this slate to combat some of these offenses and there's a lot of offense to like because i mentioned like five pitchers i like maybe eight if you want to get freaky that means uh on a 10 game play there's 20 teams over half the teams you can use so this is gonna be a fun one here if you're not using you know a contrarius at 53 is a very nice contrarian play so is jt real muto at 52 real muto not too shabby on tuesday night uh wilson ramos had a nice like last at bat as g little's getting chased from the game not looking to target to carlos rodon though so i'm gonna 
be careful there. I'll take Detroit on a different day. Not so much this one. Um, Carson Kelly at 4,600 versus Weathers. Love it. Love it. Love it. We'll go. We'll attack Weathers. Kelly's hitting fifth on Tuesday. The dude's just absolutely raking right now. So he's a good look. Uh, Posey play has the night off, so I wouldn't go there. He hasn't played three games in a row all season. He hasn't played a full series all season. Like he, he, he played Monday, Tuesday. I'd expect him to get Wednesday off. That's just the way the Giants are doing things. They're keeping him healthy, and dang it, it's working. So I have no problem with it at all. He's looking really, really good. Uh, cheaper down at the position, uh, Alejandro Kirk, interesting player versus Fetty. Really, really like Toronto tonight. We saw it. The weather's finally warming up across the country. The Blue Jays were in Dunedin. It's going to be a band box. I've been saying it all preseason on bench with Bubba. Here we are. Like Buffalo was a band box last year. They're going to eventually go to Buffalo once it gets too hot for Florida. So keep that in mind. It'll still be jumping there. But it's going to be jumping in Dunedin like we saw on Tuesday. More often than not, it'll be another kind of Coors Field type atmosphere. And uh, Eric Fetty on the mound won't be long for that game, I don't think. So Kirk at 39, not a bad cheaper catching play if you want to go that direction. A few others you can look at. Victor Caratini at 33, no problem with him versus Widener. Um, Higgy, our boy Higgy went deep on Tuesday. We loved him at 32, loved him at 32 against, against Dean Kramer. He'd probably be my cash game guy. I'd probably just put him in a lot of lineups personally, Higgy at 32. Uh, I love him. Love what he's doing. Really good stuff there. And if you're fading Herman Marquez, you can play Kurt Casale for a punt. But I think Higgy is my my value on the catcher's position. First base, Vladito triple donged on Monday, including a grand slam against Max Scherzer. I saw a, a Sarah Langs on Twitter. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. She always tweets out between Statcast and history stuff. Great follow, slang on sports. Um, she tweeted out. The only two pitchers to give home runs to Vlad Sr. and Vlad Jr., Max Scherzer, and Ivan Nova. So uh, that was a fun one for Vladito on Monday night, getting that triple dong. He's 57 versus Fetty. No problem with that at all. Like He's a great play. We'll get to something else in a minute at first base with the Toronto Blue Jays. But Vladito at 57 is in play. I'll keep going back to Freddie Freeman at 55. couple knocks. He'll get going. Love some Reese's Pieces at 53. Double dong on Monday. Got on base and scored some runs on um, – he was one for he was zero for three with a walk and a run scored on Tuesday. He's averaging twelve point three points over his last ten years with six home runs over that stretch of fifty three hundred. If you want to target the youngster and then that Phil, uh, St. Louis bullpen, no problem with that at all with Reese Hoskins at fifty three. Uh, a few others: Yuli Gurriel against Dunn. We love Gurriel versus lefties. You can go there if you want, but like Goldie at forty seven versus Vinny V. Vinny V looked okay in Colorado. This um, St. Louis offense a little bit better than the Rockies, so. Um, I got no problem. If we look at St. Louis versus right-handed pitching, we get a wonderful 210 average, 160 ISO, 80. They struggled a bit versus righties too, but they seem to be waking up. They had a nice game Tuesday. We saw some games over the weekend. So Goldie, if you're stacking at 47, you can go there. Uh, Nate Lowe against Alex Cobb. Absolutely love that one. You got the uh, Texas Rangers, a team that strikes out a ton, over 31% versus righties, but they also have a 153 ISO and a 235 average. We saw Nate Lowe go deep on Monday. No problem going back to Nate Lowe at 44 versus Cobb on Wednesday. That's a nice-looking value. Eric Hosmer at 43 versus Widener. Good play there. Shohei Otani will go right back to him at 42. Let us down big time. He's a good play at 42. If you're not using Alex Wood, CJ Cron's at 4K. Don't despise that. Anthony Rizzo at 39. Great price point versus Yanoa. I know he let us down on Tuesday. It's just you look at the talent, you look at the price, you keep playing into balloon and just go absolute bananas for what he can do. For you. So Rizzo 39 is in play as well. A few other values on the slate. I mentioned Vladito at 57 is a great play. 
But if you want to save money and still get Toronto exposure, you can get Rowdy Rowdy to less at 3,400. He's had over 300 in his last 10 games. I wrote him up for the values column at Roto Baller for Wednesday. It's a premium article, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So you have to pay to see it, unfortunately. But I'll tell you this much. Rowdy Telez is one of the first guys. And I believe, if I remember correctly, he's the cover boy. So, um, yeah, Rowdy at 34. Definitely don't find him as a value. If you Like, Vladito's phenomenal. He's the play. But if you want to save $2,300, still get some Toronto exposure against Fetty, Rowdy at 34 is great. Because people are going to look at the low ISO, only one home run over the last 10 games, all this stuff. Even that, though, over the last 10 games, over a 16% barrel rate and over a 60% hard hit rate. So he's smoking the baseball. It's just not leaving the yard. So Rowdy's going to catch into 1-1 pretty soon, 3400 if you're looking for that in a GPP. Almost cash game viable, but GPP for sure. Uh, Brad Miller, if he cracks the Philadelphia lineup, first base outfit eligible at 32, brings some value versus Oviedo in that matchup. Other than that, like Brandon Belt at 29 versus Marquez. If you're not using Marquez, you can go to Belt. Again, Belt went deep on Tuesday. If Mike Ford cracks the Yankees lineup, he's 25 versus Kramer. I like that as a nice GPP value as well. Second base, you got Simeon against Fede. That's definitely in play. DJ LeMayo at 52 is not bad. Albies is hitting cleanup, playing well. But uh, I'd probably go LeMahieu and Simeon if going over 5K. I like Escobar at 48, but like Nick Solak, double-donged on Tuesday, just continues to crush. He's 4,700. Most play him just against lefties. He's hitting lefties. He's hitting righties. He now has five home runs over his last 10 games, hitting well over 300 in his last 10 games. So Solak at 47 versus Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb, a pitcher who in most of his career has actually had reverse splits. So something to keep in mind there. Might benefit Nick Solak, 4,700. He's on the radar for sure. Uh, Jed Lowry at 43. I don't really feel like targeting Glass now, but it's not horrible. I'd rather take a gamble on Ty France at 42 versus Granky because I'm not a Granky believer. I like using stacks against Granky. It's contrarian. It does not work nearly all the time, but I think there's definitely upside in those types of matchups. Josh Harrison at 38 in Dunedin against Mats. I like that quite a bit if you're fading Mats. I was going to use Mats, but I'm not using Mats in Dunedin. Like I know the Washington offense is not great right now, but that ballpark is something else. So, uh, yeah, Josh Harrison at 38. He's on the radar for sure. Jake Cronenworth, only 35 versus Widener. Nice value there. Same with Rudin Thor at 35. Moved back to the nine spot on Tuesday. So loses a little bit of value there. But still not bad at 3500 bucks for Rake Cronenworth. Uh, Nick Madrigal at 32. He's got cash game upside in a wraparound stack with Chicago if you're going that route. Uh, not a lock play. like Not penciling him for sure, but he's not bad. Nico Horner at 28. Should be leading off again. That's got some nice floor for you as well. Third base position, uh, Yohan Moncada at 52. Don't mind that one bit. Machado at 49 versus Widener. Mentioned Escobar versus Weathers at 48. Those are a couple of the higher-priced options that I, I don't mind targeting at all. Uh, Arenado at 44. If you're uh, stacking up some St. Louis, that's a good price point for Arenado in a stack. Not, I wouldn't use him as a one-off, but in a stack at 44. There's appeal. Biggio is just – he's boring – but we've seen him time and time again have big games. And even on Tuesday night, he went three for three with a run, an RBI, got you 13 points. He's got 13 points in two of his last three. He's not flashy. He's not hitting for power. But uh, he at 4200 bucks, good piece of a stack against Fetty in that environment. So it's like, think Coors. You got a discounted Coors player in a Bijou at 4200 bucks, third base and outfield eligibility. Alec Baum at 4K versus Oviedo. If you're fading Oviedo and stacking some Phillies, bombs in play. Don't mind Kyle Seager at 39 versus Granky. Nice value in that one. Uh, a few others to take a peek at down here. Brosu versus a lefty, th- second base, third base at 3,400. But like, like I keep going back to him. He's going to be in my cash lineup again. 
Gio Urshela is $3,200 against Baltimore. I don't care who he's playing, really. He's just such a good pure hitter. He's got such a good floor in the games. Um, he had a sack fly. He had an RBI single with the bases loaded. And Stanton got, like, went for some reason. was out by like 50 feet. Blew my mind. Like he, He's hitting cleanup. 3200 bucks in this matchup versus Kramer. I love Gio Urshela. Cash game play. In, a, in Yankee stacks, like it's just, it's too cheap for everything you're looking at right there. Shortstop on the slate, you got Bichette, which is a great play at 59. Uh, there's another play I like a little better, though. We'll get to in just a second. Tatis is always in play at 56 versus Widener. Uh, Tim Anderson, we talked about with Trey Turner, double donged on Tuesday. Gets the lefty mats. He's 51. Love me some Trey Turner at 51. Don't, ma- don't mention, or don't mind Trevor Story at 49, but give me. Give me Trey Turner at 51 in his situation uh, in that matchup. Otherwise, like DD's 43, not a bad price point. Glaber Torres at 4K if you're stacking. I kind of like Paul DeYoung. I'm feeling a Paul DeYoung night at 39 versus Vinny V. When Vinny V's on, it's tough. Like he just doesn't really give up a lot. But when he's off, there is bombs away. And then you can get in that Phillies bullpen early. It can get interesting. We've seen DeYoung with the double dong upside. GPP play and Paul DeYoung at 39. Don't hate it, especially stacking Cardinals. Paul DeYoung, very, very intriguing at that price point. But um, also at shortstop, Danzy Swanson's heating up in a big way. If you look at all the X stats, he's getting quite unlucky. We've seen him get um, double-digit points over like two of the last four games. Swanson at 35 is an intriguing play. I mentioned Jake Cronworth early at 35 as well. Uh, I mentioned Nico Horner at 28. Jose Iglesias, if you're going all in on the Angels, he's 28, but not running to play that. There'll be some other values at the position once lineups come out. Outfield position to wrap her up on this slate. You got Trout, of course. You got Harper, a great spot at 61. Acuna, he went deep again on Tuesday because that's what Ronald Acuna does. He's a freaking, he's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So they're all great plays. Uh, Judge at 56. Don't mind it. Like I always say, play the cheaper Judge or Stanton. Stanton was cheaper on Tuesday. Stanton went deep. Stanton's cheaper again today. So I'm just going to keep doing that pretty much. But Judge and Stanton are both phenomenal plays in this matchup versus Kramer. That's that's the bottom line. If you can play both, sure. If you can only play one, play the cheaper one. That's the way I look at it. Love Trent Grisham at 5300 bucks. I talk about it pretty much every time. He's so expensive, people won't play him, but he just sets the table. He gets the job done. He's got double-digit upside almost nightly. So keep an eye on Trent at 53. Yeah, Stanton's 49 tonight. He's 47 last night. So you definitely go to Stanton in this one. Grichik could be a nice contrarian play because people see the righty-righty. Against Fetty, get the if they can get to Fetty and get to the Washington bullpen, he's only forty six hundred, swinging a very hot stick. So you can look at uh, Grichik to be contrarian. If you're not playing Cole Irvin, Randy Rosarena is forty four hundred, starting to slowly get things going, hitting three fifty one over his last ten, only one home run, but he stole he stole in a bag. Um, he's he's averaging about nine points per game over that stretch, so he's slowly getting it going. If the power can just keep falling, he's hitting it hard. Like his outs are loud. It's all going to start clicking for some big, big games pretty soon for Randy. So he's 4,400 versus Irvin. Don't hate it at all. Um, a few others mentioned, mentioned Biggio at 42. You got Otani at 42. You got Mullins at 41. Walsh at 41. All great plays in their matchups. Don't despise any of those plays. Um, you know, Mark Canna is always an interesting value. Same with Mitch Hanniger at 39 versus Granke. Uh, Adelise Garcia versus Cobb at 39. If you're stacking uh, Texas, Cobb was pretty good in his first two starts. Got destroyed in his third start because the splitter wasn't splitting. That's the problem. One of those inconsistent pitches in baseball. If it's off, he's going to get just shellacked. So it's almost like you can play Cobb in a tournament and hope he finds it again because Texas strikes out so much. Like there's an angle there for sure, 100%. 
there's also an angle of just stacking Texas or stacking whoever he's playing every time. But to, uh, on Wednesday night, with Texas strikeout upside, Cobb's got some slight appeal. I'm not going to say that, but there's other pitchers I like better. Like if you're doing 20 max or more, I'd have a, a Cobb or two. But I think I like a Texas stack also to kind of offset the potential Cobb low. It's like a coin toss with him. And I think that the Texas stack could go off if things go your direction. A few other cheap options. Lourdes Correll's ice cold if you're stacking. Sure. Gallo went deep on Tuesday. He's 37 versus Cobb. You can jump right back on that train. Austin Slater's 34. He's playing lefties and righties. He stole another bag on Tuesday. You got Dylan Carlson still only 3300 bucks, hitting second versus Vinny V. Love Dylan as a catch game play, as a part of a stack, whatever you want. He's got tremendous upside at $3,300. Uh, cheaper options. You know, Kyle Lewis went deep the other night. GPP only. Justin Upton's been swinging it good. He's 33. GPP only. Mentioned Brad Miller at 32 as a value in his matchup. Um, Alex Dickerson at 31. If you're fading Marquez, you can go that route. Brett Gardner and Aaron Hicks are both 3K, both really nice values in the Yankees lineup versus Kramer. So I like that. David Dahl's back at 3K. DJ Stewart's at 29. So some good looks there. Andrew Stevenson, I doubt he leads off as a lefty-lefty, but he's 29 for Washington. Willie Calhoun's 29 versus Cobb, another value in that wonderful matchup. Austin Hayes is only 28 if he cracks the lineup. Tommy Pham's 27 if he cracks the lineup. Manny Margot's 27. So as you can tell, there's outfield value for days. But the one we're going to talk about real quick, so we talked about him in the Slack chat. The second that Washington Nationals lineup came out, and we saw this guy hitting second at $2,000. Mr. Hernandez himself, Yadiel Hernandez, $2,000 for the Washington Nationals. It's lefty-lefty, so he might not get the start. Keep that in mind. But the kid can hit. He's from Cuba, uh, very, very good hitter. He's hit. He's got uh, two hits in three straight games, first home run in this last game, but he's got double-digit production in three straight games. If he cracks the lineup, no problem using Yadiel at $2,000 in cash and in tournaments. I like that quite a bit. We'll definitely talk about him in the Slack chat if things play out our way. All right, recapping the pitching real quick on this 10-game slate. you got Glassdown, Rodon up top. Rodon is my top play. Over glass now, just that 34% K rate for the Tigers versus lefties. It's just hard to ignore that. Alex Wood at 83. Keep riding him while he's healthy. Good matchup for Colorado on the road. Don't mind that. Marquez versus the Giants in that same matchup. You could almost go Wood and Marquez in the same lineup if you want to save cash, but I really feel weird not having Rodon and or Glass now in almost every lineup. So keep that in mind. And then Cole Irvin, if you need to go there as well. But I'm going to try to stay around Glass now, Rodon, Wood, and Marquez if I can with some Cole Irvin. That's my main looks here as we record the show. Yankee stacks going to be popular yet again. Don't mind St. Louis versus Vinny V. Love Toronto versus Fetty. Really like Washington versus Mats, but love Toronto versus Fetty. I think Baltimore versus Domingo Herman has some appeal. Texas versus Cobb is in play. Then San Diego versus Widener, and I always don't mind Granky. But like, if I have to look right now, it's Toronto for me. It's probably the Yankees. Um, and then Texas and San Diego for now, but... Like Washington's in play. Like there's a lot to like on this slate. Lots and lots to like on a Wednesday. So with all that being said, you can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick. If you rate and review the podcast on iTunes, would help me out a ton. Also, if you want to watch the video of the Rotobar YouTube channel, check it all out right there. Check out Bench with Bubba to get your season long fantasy fix. Check out the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast to get your PGA DFS fix. And last but not least, if you want to get in the fantasy DJ Slack chat, it's free. Talking all sports all the time. So come check us out there. Give me your email. We'll hook you up. But for now, MLB DFS Quickets, Wednesday, April 28th edition in the books. 